1: And welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League and the Champions League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and here are today's topics. Manchester City's dominant performance over Real Madrid, but will Pep's men be disappointed with the 4-3 scoreline before they head back to the Bernabeu? Liverpool win 2 0 over Villarreal and Jurgen Klopp extends his contract until 2026. And Manchester United and Chelsea play out a 1 1 draw at Old Trafford. That's what we've got coming up in today's episode.
2: And just before we get down to the nitty gritty of the football, mate, we just want to make sure that all our listeners and viewers make the NBC Sports predicted part of their match week routine. Play Premier League pick'em for free for your chance at $50,000 jackpot. Predict the outcomes of Premier League matches correctly, and the jackpot is yours. Score big when you download the NBC Sports Predictor app today. Right, my friend, we had a absolutely stunning week of football across the Premier League and the Champions League. There is really only one place to start: the Etihad on Tuesday night with. I just thought it was a, a fabulous, fabulous game of football. Um, I actually put a tweet out, Rob, where I just put, you know, Manchester City, Real Madrid, thank you. It was like one of those where, I don't know, my wife, she, you know, is a chocolate lover and some people love love wine. I mean, that was a football fest for, for, for you know, people like us who, who just <laughs> want to have the game. I mean, some of the football, some of the drama, some of the skills, it was like, it was top-end stuff and just a joy to watch. Having said that, but you know... The joy to watch, uh, Manchester City scoring four goals at home but conceding three. What, what, what would be the overriding emotion for Pep, Rob, out, out of this, after this game?
1: Well, it's really funny. Um, I think Pep, the, the, I mean, by the way, the, the game is, is born out of philosophies. Born out of philosophies of Real Madrid and Manchester City, two teams unlike the game City had against Atletico Madrid but very very different Mm. the philosophies of these two football clubs are to attack to bring star players in that are capable of of real attacking quality Mm. and we saw that in this game in abundance we didn't see a ton of defending I think you know and and I'm with you Rob I enjoyed the game it's great to get a matchup like that that I think we realize is going to be super open space everywhere I mean, you know, both teams could enjoy a little bit of possession, particularly in the second half of Real Madrid were, I thought, a little bit more in the game. First half, they were, I thought, outplayed for the most part. But going back to Pep, your question, you know, it's, yeah, he'll be disappointed, Rob, but it's kind of the way they are. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, you know, they could have taken some earlier chances. I mean, the, the amount of chances they had, Rob, to, yeah. to score in the first half was an incredible amount of chances. Morris could have got another couple of goals. Phil Foden could have scored more goals. But what would have happened if they would have taken those chances? Well, they probably would have conceded again. I mean, it happened three times. Now, yeah. you know... The, 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 it's not even at any point super analysing every single goal in this game the overriding theme is Rob that it was a stunning game of football I thought Manchester City looked such a better team than Real Madrid yet with the two players that we know about Vinicius Junior and of course Karen Benzema now who's having a, a, an incredible lease of life late in his career it's never over um, so much went on Rob but I just think that was the you know it, that's City isn't it I yeah. think against the best teams Rob just last I'll let you come back in the, mm. the, against the best teams with the most quality particularly in this competition Man City give up chances now yeah. I, I think with Cancelo and particularly Kyle Walker it will mm. be different if those two are fit would have been fit for this game and, and I think they might be fit for next week but they kind of do in this competition and it happened again they got tons of attacking threat but they leave spaces for teams to hurt them
2: yeah, absolutely. And it, it was interesting because Pep was asked after, and I think you know people were trying to say, you must be a bit disappointed. And it was almost like, to your point, that this is who we are, this is how we play, this is how I do it. And to a certain degree, it, it was almost like, if I win it playing this way, that's going to be me. And if I lose it playing this way, that's kind of going to be me. You mm. can't really do it any, any way mm. else. Or, or for him, it wouldn't be right doing it anyway, any other way. Um, I mean... I, I have to give, and again, before we did the last podcast, I just said something about this Madrid team, and we've seen it now against Chelsea, we've seen it against City. You know, Sheriff beat them in the group stages. This this team almost shouldn't be where they are, shouldn't be just one goal down in the semi final with a home game to come. But there's a huge credit, Rob, to, to this team who hang in there. As you talk about, of a, of a front two who are a real threat across Europe. Look, Modric can still influence a game in moments that changes yeah. things. And. You know, they should have been dead and buried. They, should, they, they shouldn't have got to the semi-final, they did. They shouldn't have, you know, they should have probably been outplayed, as you say, City did in the first half. They're still in it. Does that danger... Does, that danger's real, Rob, in the second leg, isn't it? This is a, a tough game for City now to go up Madrid and, and dominate in the same way, I think.
1: Well, it, it is, Rob, right? And, I, and I'd love to sort of say that... I think we just don't know what's going to happen. I tell you, I mean, it's really... I mean, this is the nature of a, of a knockout game over yeah. two legs, right? Man City are a much better team than Real Madrid. Yeah. But who cares? Over two games, or in one game or in another game, the 90-minute kind of slices in time. And with this competition, with these players, who knows? If City... You know, I I, after, I, I sort of... In my notes, job, I've written down, you know, a, a Man City... At this point in in this competition, missing that clinical striker, but then I think, well, hang on a minute, they scored four goals, yeah, yeah, and they could have scored more, but they still conceded three goals. So I mean, they 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 can. I mean, the game might look pretty similar. I think City will dominate the ball in the Bernabeu. I think Real Madrid will be more will be more reactive, will play on the counter a little bit more until they decide to open up. They opened up, Rob, second half, and and like you said. It was a, they. They they were okay to go toe to toe with Man City. Yeah. They were okay to go toe to toe. Where you're watching the game, and you're like, what? What City? What, yeah. They've got men over here. They just didn't. <laughs> they just didn't score. Like there was so many possibilities when they attacked, and and not. I mean, it was four. It could have been eight. Yeah. But then they might have conceded five. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's so. It, it, it was kind of a strange one to try and analyse. Um, going into the second leg, it's like, well, I think they're the better side, so I expect yeah. them to go through. They've got yeah. the goal lead. But you you never can tell. Carl Walker, Carl Walker, and I know he's not anywhere like creative and as technical as some of the other players. They need him against Vinicius Junior. They, I mean, they just do. And Fernandinho, yeah. when he came on, Rob, I don't think I tweeted. But I was thinking this is a problem at right back with Vinicius Junior' pace against yeah. Fernandinho. Of course, he nicked the ball off him, crosses it yeah. um, for the for the head of goal and then he tried to do the same thing and got caught out when Vinicius Junior runs all the way through with incredible pace and Laporte didn't come over and, and try and intercept him so there's threats all around it's yeah. going to be open again I reiterate I just fit, like, like, like City look a slicker look a more organised look a more together side but they attack and they attack with numbers and that leaves them vulnerable Carl Walker being fit is, is huge if he's if he's going to be okay for the second leg
2: yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt. Defensively, obviously, against Vinicius, he, he would be so much better. It's just one of those, as, as I was watching the game, I was thinking, they played so well in that first half. Rob. Some of the football was incredible. I was kind of thinking, does this feel like a missed opportunity? Does this feel like we should be more than one goal? Look, having played too well, having scored so many, having dominated periods of the game where, as you say, they, they opened them up. I know it got a little bit back and forth in the second half, but... I think if I was a City player, having played so well, Rob, but only to be one goal advantage, it would be a bit of disappointment in, in my performance, in, in the overall performance. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it felt like Man City were at least two goals better than yeah. Real Madrid. That's yeah. what it felt like when, when you saw it. And even the commentator... Um, in the game I think they went 3-1 was it or 4-2 I don't know two goals up and the commentator said and there it is like there's the lead that they deserve and it's like well yeah but, but I mean then Laporte you know He's got his arm in an in a unexpected position, really high, and they get a penalty, and Pinsima steps up with the coolest penalty, the <laughs> penker that you'd ever seen and, and perfectly executed. And just another day, Rob, it could have been so different, but it wasn't. No. And, we, and, mean, and we know this now from Pep's teams. Yeah. It's it like it's history repeating itself and conceding.
2: It's interesting, though, you, you just made a thought, because Benzema is the difference for them, and, and you're talking about a striker, it's like... You, in some respects, you, you want it you want it all, don't you? You want City's football, and then you think Benzema's at the top end for City, that it'd be done. They, you know, they, they they'd be they'd score five goals, and they wouldn't to see. But as you said, listen, they'd probably concede four anyway. It's the way it, it's going to be. Yeah, and it's it probably yeah. why with City, you know, over 38 games, their quality is generally going to find out. In this competition, one bad 90 minutes, one bad 45 minutes. Yeah. In some respects can totally change
1: the outcome of, of, mm. of, of games mm. yeah absolutely it can and um, you know I, I, the, again we can go through the players and stuff like that and some important performances I thought Rodri uh, was very good in that position yeah. we're going to go yeah. and speak our Liverpool and their similar man also was outstanding in the game I just think when you look at John Stones came off injured Rob in the first half yeah. you know they got, they got a, a little bit of mounting injury problems that that we, fear, we we hear is going to be eased that Cancelo and Walker are back wow. next week. Oh, okay. But that's the last thing now City, you know, the City need is to get some more defensive players out injured. Zinchenko's a really good player, but, uh, I mean, there's no question. No. If you have Cancelo at left back, Car Walker at right back, it makes that defensive unit, both mostly without the ball with Walker, but also with the ball with Cancelo, it makes it even better going forward. So they, they really need those two players back.
2: Yeah, um, I thought uh, you know, a shout out to Kevin De Bruyne and Rob, who in the first half was just like magnificent, just at another level with his passing and his his running ability and and just seeing opportunities. The one I want to mention was um, Phil Foden, my friend, 21 years of age. I mean, sometimes I don't think we we take in. He's still a kid, He's still you know very young in, in, into his, very early into his career the level that, that he plays at, the important goals he scores or makes, the quality he gives to the football team. I mean, this could be a real star in, in the making. I think, if it, if it, you know, it's interesting that I, I didn't realise Vinicius Jr is only 21 years of age as well and they both play in a very different way. Vinicius needs, uses his pace and that direct running style mm. that hurts you. You know, phones a lovely, clever, you know, play, lends the ball and has it back and looks comfortable and... He's got good physicality now. He's growing, you know, his body's starting to, to really stand up to, to the, the demands. I just thought it, it, was, it was a great kind of show of, of the level that this guy stepped up to now, Phil Foden, from a kid who was in and out of the team at times. We weren't sure whether he's going to play, was Pep always going to play, to really being part of their, their best mm-hmm. 11 now. And, and on that stage, can still kind of hold his own and, and, and look one of the best players on, on show.
1: Rob, there's so many attacking players at City that enjoyed that first half. Enjoyed the game, but enjoyed the first half and the space that they were allowed by Real Madrid. Riyad Mahrez is another one, Rob. Riyad Mahrez. That's sneaky. Lots of assists and goals... You know, there's moments in the game where he could have scored more goals. You know, you look at Bernardo Silva, sticks the ball in the top corner from 20 yards with a a really good uh, advantage from the referee. It's not just for... I mean, I totally agree with Foden's stuff. I mean, his development under Pep, who was super uh, careful with him at the start, um, is coming through now. And Jesus, Jesus in confident mood as well. I mean, he got the start play through the middle, which we haven't haven't seen him play through the middle, Rob, for a long period of time. Foden to the left-hand side and um and Morris to the right hand side there the midfield de bruyne you know allowed to get forward i mean it was just a a excellent attacking performance from manchester city it's just it does you know the 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 defensive side of things and conceding three goals is like wow you know it's uh, they're not going to change i mean no. they're just not going to change they just need some some important players back and um but I, but i i still think even though there's a, there's a certain amount of I don't know, uncertainty in the second leg, you still think Rob the better team is Man City they have a goal start, I mean it probably will be toe to toe given the scoreline and Real Madrid being at home, they're going to have a go at Man City, City are going to get chances it's going to come down to who takes the chances Rob isn't it? And and, you know who can I mean Real Madrid's defensive back four, I mean were were awful, absolutely awful
2: It's not at the level you'd expect but Listen, they've, they've got forward power, they've got a little quality mm. in midfield and, and you know, if, that guy, if they create chances for Benzema, what we do know is he will find the back of the net. So, yeah, it's so a night when City will have to maybe have mm. a little bit more attention to the defending, but with their attacking threats, you probably just um, yeah. favour them to do it. But not by much, mate. I think we're still, we, we could be in for another exciting night at the Bernabal next week.
0: Shall we
2: move it on to mm. the other semi-final, my friend? Yeah. Anfield, which was a very different feel, a very different game. Um, we did a little bit of... Um, we went on Twitch with our friends, Man uh, men and blazers, didn't we? We had a, a 15, 20-minute little chat with mm. those guys around the half-time and talking a little bit about the game and, and, and about things in general in, in football. Um, and we we all agreed, and Unai Emery, the job he's done with this group of players who were pretty much, you know, a band of many ex. Premier League players who either came to the end of the career here or didn't quite fit into teams here and have gone away, have come together, have got a unity, have got a structure and have made it difficult and have beaten Juventus and have beaten Bayern Munich and are still in with a shot. 2-0, Rob. Um, I've worked in this stage in Villarreal, done a couple of games there at TV in my early TV days and it is an atmosphere, my friend. And if if the first goal goes to the team in yellow it will get it
1: will get pretty exciting in that stadium hmm. yeah I, I I just I can't see how they can come back and win the game Rob I can't see how they can come back from 2-0 down given how crazy good this Liverpool team is um, the manager will have them super focused I mean, talk about. I mean, the game reminded me of a Premier League game, Rob. Yeah, it was like a Premier it, League it, game. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like a. It was like a. It was an average, a lower Premier League side like coming in. Liverpool v at Southampton. Wasn't it? it
2: was Liverpool v Southampton.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or well, what? Well, Leicester. So, so, so Southampton might have a press. It was like Liverpool versus. Burnley or Watford, Yeah. you know, sitting back behind the ball, four four two, super deep. I mean, the two strikers really, really close as well, and it was a patience job from Liverpool. Yeah. You know, you know, had to be patient. Stephen Gerrard, Rob, the movement. We talked about this little triangle on the right hand side before. I think on the, on our podcast. Yeah. And Stephen Gerrard, and I, I want to go through every. I want to go through Liverpool players by the way in a second, Rob. But, you mean Jordan but that Henderson. movement, of Trent Sorry, did I yeah, yeah, say? so I meant yeah, yeah. Jordan Henderson, yeah so god blimey um, yeah not too far after uh, the way you played as well but <laughs> Henderson's movement from right side midfield to the outside and yeah. Trent coming forward and Mo Salah rolling inside its kind of this thing that um, who was it was talking about Trent Alexander Arnold Robin interview was talking about it and yeah. the manager as long as as long as somebody's in these different slots in, in a triangle if you okay. like at that yeah. right side he doesn't care who He's it okay. is yeah. so that's why you sometimes see Trent in the inside you see him up mm-hmm. front you see Ger- uh, Gerard Henderson making that lap and that's where the first goal came from it's yeah. like a like a little unique piece of this team on the right hand side when Henderson plays that isn't effective mm. and I know they've got the deflection and they go one nil up um but that's such an important goal isn't it against them I know they're going to change their game plan Villarreal yeah
2: um
1: and Liverpool I don't know Liverpool I've always seen we're talking to many blazers on that on the twitch broadcast yeah, <clears> yeah. Klopp always seems to find a way at half time, just to change something a little yeah. bit, A little tactical tweak that sometimes we don't even notice. It's, mm. it's sometimes very subtle, but he will talk about it afterwards, and you're like, "Well, yeah, they did. You know, he did move a little closer, or mm. they did do something a little different." Um, talked about it at the, at the Etihad. Robin, we were at the game yeah, at yeah. half time, so I asked yeah. him. I asked him right there, like, "What did you, what did you say at half time?" Because you know, I got caught in behind, and the second half was very, very different. So I think. He, he, he maybe doesn't get the tactical kind of yeah. credit that he deserves, Jurgen Klopp. I think there's a lot of little tactical tweaks that he never talks that stuff in the interviews. He never goes into detail with that kind of stuff. He rambles on sometimes, and he gives you a little bit of, of that stuff, but not generally. They, they found a way, and Mo Salah's little run and through ball for Sadio Mane, who's a, who's a man, he's a different man right now. Sadio Mane is a different <laughs> player than he was six months ago, Rob, playing up front.
2: Yeah, and, and you're right. I think sometimes the Klopp smiling, hugging thing kind of is a bit of a facade of what's going on underneath. And I'll tell you what I really like about him, Rob, and it's just a little trait, again, whether it's just part of his personality. I love how he, like in those games, he runs down the tunnel as if, right, this is where my, my, 15 minutes of my work starts. I've got to get in early, yeah. he's got to get them ready. Mm. And it was interesting, the other, the other person I heard after the game talk um, was, who said, Jordan Henderson... Said to us, stay patient, stay patient. We'll get the goal. He said. Klopp was saying. He said, yeah. and now skipper was saying. Yeah. I don't remember which player it was. It might have been Robbo yeah. actually, um, Andrew Robertson. But also the influence now yeah. of Jordan Henderson in his role and how important. You know, he's lifted the trophy now. He's lifted the, t- the Premier League title, and his voice is becoming really important. So, as you say, those little tactical tweaks that, that aren't as obvious and maybe people don't look at, at, at Klopp in the same way. But obviously this this is a guy who, who can affect things, Rob. He affects the game. And um, that's what you know the big managers do in big games.
1: I wanted to quickly, Rob, go through this team because the more we see what they're doing, and yeah. of course we know they're they're on this potential road of winning all four tournaments, which would be yeah. unprecedented yeah. and probably I mean, one of the biggest accomplishments in English football, really, yeah. by an English football team. Because right, I mean, no yeah, one's ever yeah. done this before. Yeah. And if you if you go through the team, Rob, they are. I mean, it, it, it's hard to know how this team can be bettered. Goalkeeper, outstanding, yeah, yeah, one of yeah. the world's best. Mm. Two fullbacks. I mean, I mean, there's, there's probably no pair of fullbacks better anywhere in the world. Van Dijk. I mean, enough said. Yeah. Canate, met, you know, coming through met, I'm not, and by the way looks really really good a, a monster at set pieces yeah, a threat yeah. every time a corner goes in into midfield Fabinho I thought was superb yeah, was The times Rob yeah. the player's getting away yeah, from him he slides brilliant. in he stops so much stuff it, I mean his, his distribution is simple but important he knows exactly what his role is Thiago we're seeing a player in that mould one of the best in the world now I don't care what his age is he's in great uh, physical shape, he gets on the ball and makes things happen. Henderson, I thought, and and you're a bigger fan than Henderson. And I am, yeah, right. But I thought he was. I thought he stepped up in this mm. game, Rob, yeah. and was superb in there. Just stepped up in terms of attitude and drive and being a leader. Um, and then you got the front three. I mean, Mo Salah. I mean, talked about the best player in the world right now, uh, Luis Diaz and, and Sadio Mane. I mean, talk about. A spectacular team in every position. Maybe it's centre, the other centre back. You, you know, you could argue there's better. There's plenty of better players out there. It's just what a good team it is, Rob. What a good team it is in balance, in drive, in quality, in everything.
2: And isn't I mean, absolutely agree with the point. There isn't too many there, you say, or anywhere off. You know, everybody looks like they're, they're, they're bubbling around their best form. But isn't also part of this that converse, this conversation what else they've got. Because before now, Rob, we've seen really good Liverpool teams or, you know, iterations of this Liverpool team, but they haven't had the depth. If, if Mane does get injured or somebody's form does drop, you know, Jogo Jota comes in, Rob, and the level doesn't drop at all. Mm. In some respects, he gives you a different mm. option. Even Divock off the bench, Rob, gives you a different option that they were able to call on in the Derby and, and, and get the win there. You know, midfield, they've got Harvey Elliott, Curtis Jones, you've got all the players, uh, Naby Keita, who can come in and, and do certain games. You know, we're not yeah. talking about Matip, who was br- had a brilliant month, a month or so ago, I think he won uh, Player of the Month, uh, Joe, Joe Gomez has come back and shown yeah. a little bit more, you know, if yeah. Trent needs a rest. So, it's not just like 11, because you always feel like at some point, somebody's form might dip, somebody might get an injury, but now Liverpool can put players in who, who keep the, the same quality and, and the same level that they had before And that was something they didn't have mm. before That was something City always used to have over Liverpool mm. They could rest and rotate and mm. keep a level
1: Yeah, and that, and that goes thats that, Of course that smacks of the, the uh, recruitment, Rob Yeah, And Michael Edwards The job that he's done after moving in there And also Jurgen Klopp And of course the news um, The fresh news from today Jurgen yeah. Klopp has extended his contract, Rob, for two years Um which is phenomenal news for the football club a good friend of mine uh, is a big liverpool fan and he's ecstatic about it i mean what what he's done for oh. this club over a period of years now is is phenomenal every single season apart from the first when he took over with brendan Rodgers, yeah they've qualified for the champions league yeah. and, and and you could see progression improvement uh they got to Cup finals and, Of course, they didn't, they didn't. They didn't. get over the line in those cup finals. There was a little bit yeah. of talk. I remember it mm. very vividly about oh, is he the man? Is he a winner? Can he? Um, but obviously, you keep getting there. You're going to get over the line, and that's what he's done now. And he's on the brink now of something remarkably special, which is still too early to really talk about it. And if if, if that happens, my goodness, we'll we we'll have dedicated podcasts. But how big is that, Rob? That's- that you know, through 2026, your mm. club's going to be there.
2: I mean, that's huge for the for the football club um for the players there they you know sort of know that this guy's going to be around he's going to keep on going Rob you can see that he's building a, a team that at some ta- at some point some of those younger players are going to have, have more opportunities and some of the other players will will be moved out in, in the right way um It's great news for Liverpool not so great if you're Chelsea Man United Tottenham Arsenal and all the rest who are trying to catch up because um, this guy has set a standard. And as you say, from the moment he walked in that football club, Rob, he's changed the attitude. He's he's changed one of the biggest things you can do at a football club. And whoever becomes the the, the right man at Manchester United, and I'm sure their fans hope it's Ten Hag, is that the first time I've known for for years, Rob, that you don't have to talk about Liverpool's history. The Liverpool we know, who won those uh, European Cups then, who won the Mm. FA Cup and won the league. This, you can talk about this current team mm. on that same level. And um, mm. that, that's a you, mm. you know to go in a football club with, with such history and to be mm. able to, to make it current now is, is a magnificent thing. And he's a very special man, Rob. He, he's a special mm. football man, you know, mm. who, who's just the perfect fit mm. for that club and what it represents and how it wants to be in that city. You know, you couldn't get a better guy.
1: So let's look ahead, Rob. Of course, the, one of those four things I've got to try and get mm. is the Premier League title. Yeah. And uh, let's look ahead of the weekend, of course, going head to head with Man City in, in different mm. matches. Uh, so Saturday's games, Newcastle host yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. Coverage begins at 7 o'clock Eastern time on USA and Leeds host Manchester City. Yeah. 12.30 Eastern time on, on Big NBC. Mm. Now these of the games where there could be a drop-off. This is it. This yeah. is the one. If you're a Liverpool fan... Mm. Oh, first of all, first off, let's say Liverpool, Rob. I mean, Newcastle United have been yeah. superb at home. Uh, yeah, so they've won yeah. the last, I think, five Premier League, at least five in the Premier League at St James's Park.
0: What are you thinking?
2: Since Eddie Howes took over, Rob, I read somewhere that his form is top four form. So it's like they're facing a top four team right now. That's how good they've been um, mm. since, since Eddie's taken mm. over. Um, mm. I think Liverpool win. And I don't say that in a, in a blase, easy yeah, fashion. I just look at the defence of Newcastle dealing with the the speed, rotation and movement of of the Liverpool team and maybe a jota comes in (coughs) uh, for one of those places, he can freshen it up if he wants to I think Liverpool win the game and it's interesting, Liverpool are the early kickoff, Rob so a little chance for them to get the win, get the point, jump above City and then City play later on but I think Liverpool win the game
1: I do as well I think that they are built now To to overcome pretty much everything Mm. And I I don't think Newcastle I know they're in great form We were there to watch the um, the Wolves 1-0 victory Um, I think Liverpool win the game Mm. I'm more intrigued by Leeds I'm intrigued Mm. by Leeds United Versus Mm. Manchester City um, Because Leeds play with some intensity And Man City's game Rob Given the nature of it Kind of end to end Loads of open space lots of more running I would say for City players because they're having to defend a lot it, there was big, where Liverpool it was kind of like I just think Liverpool's game and I, I want to get your opinion on it Rob was took less out of the legs of the Liverpool players than Man uh, City's against uh, Real Madrid given the nature of the end-to-end hmm. stuff do you think so or, or not?
2: Um, I just think Man City do what they do I, I don't necessarily think that will be for me that's not the deciding factor I mean it was a day earlier uh, they have a little bit more rest, um, yeah. you know, so a slightly later yeah. kick off. A few little things like in terms of legs. I think City win I, d- I don't see this being the weekend that points get dropped. I got to be honest. I, d- I mean, didn't City beat Leeds seven early in the season. That was I know that was Bielsa time and different team. It's different level. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very different. Mm. Um, I, I hear what you're saying, and I see, You know, I, I saw Leeds this week. They nil nil draw with Palace, and we were working on the game. I was working on the game. Game um, watching that one, but no, mm. I, I, don't, I don't see an upset this weekend. I think they both win for me. I think they both get it done.
1: Yeah, I, well, well, I, I, I think the city's game is, is is tricky. Well, you think and, that and might and be I'm a draw? You thinking that like, might be a
2: draw? Could be a draw. I do.
1: I think it could be could be could Mm. be I just Rob Rob, I just see Dan James pace I see Rafinha's pace I see Rodrigo from midfield Mm. I see a manager that gets them fired up and he's already said it by the way Jesse Marsh that that, that when you play a team like that you've just got to go for it Um, you know if City aren't at it and aren't going to match some of those runs and those forward runs they could they could concede I'm assuming Carl Walker's not going to be okay for this game and this pace is is super important for this team so listen I mean, of course, they're both going into these. I mean, they're both so good. You yeah. expect them to win. Yeah. I just think if there's going to be City drop a point, Rob, it's going to be it's going to be here. Because after, you know, after, well, I guess the next Champions League, the, the following weekend, I suppose. But I just think Leeds have got energy that can maybe upset them. Well, it's interesting. But, Danny, yeah, we'll Danny Higginbottom we'll
2: uh, brought attention to. I think the, the last four games in the Champions League, the game they played after... I think three elite games and one was the FA Cup semi-final. Uh, They've not won Manchester City. They drew 0-0, drew 2-2, lost 3-2 to to Liverpool in the semi-final. So there may be something in it. I'm not too sure. I just got a feeling that they'll get the job done against Leeds and find a way to get the three points. Um, But again, listen, look forward to Sunday's podcast when we can look back and see if if either have dropped points.
0: Mm. Let's move on to the Premier League, my friend. We had a,
2: uh, a big game at Old Trafford. Um, slightly strange circumstances, I have to say. The news broke before the game that there was news initially that Ralph <coughs> Ragnick, the caretaker manager at the moment and is going into consultancy role, has been in talks with the Austrian FA, and we were led to believe by our Premier League insider, David Ornstein, who was uh, feeding us some information from over the pond, That it looks like Manchester United are going to agree to Ralph Ragnett being allowed to be the Austrian uh, national team manager and part-time consultancy role with Manchester United. So that news was circling around the ground. Then there was some um, some peaceful uh, fan protests that we've seen start to happen at Old Trafford over recent weeks. The fans obviously not happy with what the Glazers are doing and the state of the football club at the moment. And um, you know, just wanting to to grab the attention, the headlines. I have to say, it was all done in, in a very peaceful and, and correct manner uh, by the fans. But it it just led to Rob a bit of a strange kind of atmosphere around Old Trafford. It was very quiet. Um, there was a few empty seats, more empty seats here at the kick-off than we saw, maybe because of the protesters outside. And the game sort of started like that, where Manchester United were a bit, mm, a bit never quite got into the game. Chelsea dominate possession. Um, and I think we've talked about on this podcast Chelsea's ability to play to the last third is up there with with some of the best team with the best teams in the, in the league. But once they get into last third, they've absolutely got no punch. And it's something Thomas Tuchel we saw him on the sidelines. It talked about after the game is going to have to address once ownership's done, and he's going to have to work out who and if the, um, is going to be his striking pair or partnerships or three or one behind two because at the moment they create so many chances, Rob, and, and just can't put the ball in the back of the net.
1: Yeah, let, let's start with Chelsea Rob. Let's let's start with them. There's so much there's a few things that t- to Man United I want to add to. Um but no I mean I, I just they were so much better than Man United. Yeah. They were so much better. Yeah. I mean it was embarrassing. First half is embarrassing. It weren't even competitive in the first half. They could have scored so many goals Created so much, got into so many good situations and didn't score. I mean, the goal scoring situation. I made it. I made. It, I wrote down the goals, like the Premier League goals. Mount's got ten, good yeah. number from a midfield yeah, player. Yeah. Havertz seven, Habits, Pulisic Verna five, four. Lukaku five, Ziyech four, and Verna four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Reece James has got five goals. Yeah. Now, when you when you want to go for things that they want to go for. I mean, where, where's the, where's the, well, they, where's they, the, I mean, there's a lot of forwards there, and none of them got do, double figures apart I look, from Mason Mount, who's, I, I did the who's same a more thing. midfield player.
2: I looked at the same thing, so I, I wrote the same numbers down and, and yeah. saying, and then I, I'm looking at, and, and looked, I said Liverpool 85 goals, and Man City 80 goals, Chelsea now 68. So they're, let's say, 15 goals short of where they need to be. That's your centre forward, mate. That's a guy you've bought, you buy for a hundred million dollars. Yeah. You get your fifteen, sixteen, seventeen goals. Yeah, like the guy is on the other side of the mm. pitch, and everybody tells us what he doesn't do. He's got seventeen Premier League goals now. Seventeen Premier League goals on Chelsea gets mm. him closer to the top two.
1: Mm. And and as we said before, Robert, it's not all on on the individuals here. Two cause the, the slow football. I think uh, that was less pertinent in this game because it wasn't slow football. It was it was easy football because yeah. Man United was so bad. But yeah, it's, it's a. We don't have to keep going on about it, Rob, because it's the same thing. Everything else at Chelsea yeah. is generally okay. They got some concerns. Antonio Rudiger's going to leave the football club, which is a hammer blow. One of the best defenders around in the world, I'd say right now, Rudiger, with his determination, he's, he's safe enough on the ball. He's a leader of men. He looks like he's going to lead potentially to, to Real Madrid. Um, Christensen's going as well the ownership thing I think Rob is going to get sorted in the next few yeah. weeks I think it's going yeah. to be decided it's who's going to be the new owners of the football club So, <clears throat>
2: just, just going back on that Chelsea thing though mate and I just want to kind of I think we've touched on this before and, I, and I've talked about it in a way that I get I get that you know Havertz and Werner and, and these people and I know sometimes you, you, you know we could argue whether it's the players not delivering or the coach but they lack killer Rob they lack killer in the penalty box. Havertz has too many chances where he, he he has a shot, he has a head to straight the mm. goalkeeper no, and he's right. a bit of a... Oh, mm. He's no killer, mate. You, you know, and I'm talking about no. putting your foot over the top, but, kill, you know, you give Mo Salah those chances, you give Harry Kane those chances, you give some of those mm. good Man City midfield players those chances. He's a killer well, it's instinct. It's
1: Ronaldo, isn't it, Rob? Ronaldo. Yeah, he's killer. Yeah.
2: You know, and, and they, they're, they're too nice mm. in that attacking third. You've got to get a bit of killer instinct and, and, and you know, Punch things home that the head of their habits has. When Maurice James put a beautiful ball in just before half time, mate. I mean, anywhere you put your neck through that ball and mm. head it, it's in. It's in the back of the net. It kind of hits it at mm. the goalkeeper. It kind of mm. sums up, you know, where Chelsea are.
1: Yeah, and and maybe Rob, if the ownership thing is sorted, mm. and if Lukaku feels like he wants to move on, maybe they can do some deals. It's just trying to find. Yeah. I don't know. Trying to find that that killer instinct striker for the Premier League is, is of course not easy, mm. but we'll see what they do. Um, just just back on United, Robin. Yeah, I watched the, the broadcast today, and yeah. uh, and you and Danny were very strong on Ralph Ragnick with this Ralph, Ralph Ragnick situation. Yeah. I would just I, I would I would just say the consultancy role that he's got for a couple of years.
2: Yeah,
1: who knows what that's going to be? Who who I mean that that might be anything from from well, a consultant is a. Is not, is gonna, is not a full-time no. He's not. He's going. He's not full time guy. He's not going to be director of football. He's uh-huh. not going to be assistant director of football. He's yeah. not going to be tec- technical director. Yeah. He's not sporting director. Yeah. He's, he's just. They've got this loose. This loose veil of like. Mm. Well, consultant. So, I, I'm not surprised. I'm not angry. I don't think it's like that. the he's going to be consulted on certain decisions, mm. and, I mean, is he? Is that all he's going to do? Wait on the end of a telephone for United. John yeah. Murcher and the directors and stuff to call him up mm. I don't I don't feel as strongly as you do about right. him going off doing the Austrian national team job because Quite honestly, mate, I, I just don't think the United are going to use him much. To, they've got their director of football. They've got their technical director and Darren Fletcher. They've got, they're have got they going to hire a new person in that department as well. Their recruitment's kind of set. Ten Hag will have a big say in the recruitment. As Ralph Ragnick said, he, he will be involved in those decisions. So I don't think, I mean, he did say Ralph Ragnick could be involved in uh, as well. I just yeah. don't think Man United have got big plans to use Ralph Ragnick going forward. So what, why not? why not take a national team job where he potentially can do both?
2: Absolutely, and I have no problem with him doing that if that's what they want to do. My point comes from, and it, it, it's about opinion, my point comes from where Manchester United are right now is a lack of football people at that football club. From the moment Sir Alex Ferguson yeah. left that football club, you have got somebody steeped in European football who understands structures. I'm not talking about Ralph Ragnick coaching the players. And that. Ten Hogg's going to come in and do that. Ralph Ragnick should be part of... Yeah. Whether it, but people say part-time. Manchester United have got a full-time problem at the moment, and they need full-time people to deal with it. Part of like the scouting network, the, 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 the director of football appointing the right person, having football people around so we know what's going on. You can walk in a football club, Rob, and if you've not been in that industry like other people can in other you can sense Sometimes you sense something that other people wouldn't get, that wouldn't see, because you've been in football. We've been in football. People have been in football a long time, and you, you know some things are happening. Manchester. For me, my my issue is Manchester United are almost saying, "Well, we won't worry with all that that you've got. We'll have a bit of it when we need you on the phone or in the consulting. And that's fine. Yeah. That's fine if that's what they want to do. I, in my opinion, I wouldn't let that go out out the building at this stage where we're at. In the rebuild, I would want to drag every inch I could out of him. I would want him supporting the manager. I want him supporting John Merton. I want him supporting the scouting network. I'd want I want him around my football club to make sure things are working in the correct manner. That's the reason why I'm unhappy for Manchester United to allow him to say, "Well, mm. you know what? Take 50% or 60% of your attention on the Austrian FA, and we'll have you 20 or 30% when we need you on a phone call." That's where I'm disappointed because I don't think mm. I think. But Manchester United's yeah. biggest problem is not enough football people in the building.
1: Well, they, they listen, Rob. I, I agree, and we've spoke that I would I wouldn't have mind seeing um, Ralph Rannie as director of football, hmm. bringing Ten Hag, they work together, there's an adult. I couldn't agree more with everything that you're saying, Rob. But I think isn't it pretty clear? that they are trusting their own structure. John Murtagh is a very young, he's an inexperienced director of football. But I had a a, a chat with a friend of mine, he said, well, hang on a minute. Like, if you go back at Liverpool, Damien Camoli Mm. was an experienced director of football, left the club, and um, Mike Edwards, a young, inexperienced director of football, took over and did a phenomenal job. Manchester United, I believe, think that in, in John Murt,er they can have their very own special director of football, and they don't they don't want to go down the road of a Ralph Radley. Now, I'm not. And, and i and i i think that's an incredible incredible gamble mm. given the size of this club and given where they are right now with this squad and what it needs that they're going to they're going to hand the keys to a recruitment department and John Murta, who again is is stepped up into this role over the last kind of 18 months or so i think rob about a year ago he got mm. appointed this yeah. and now with a new coach as well so i'm i i i i i'm on the same page as you rob but i'm i'm resound to like well, they're not going to want him. It hasn't been great, which I said at the very start. If the football didn't go well, they would not be interested in, in Ralph Ragnick to help them in the future, and that's where it's at. So I get where we're differing, Rob, mm. is that I'm, 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 I'm like, I'm not surprised that they're going to trust their own Murta Fletcher, their own people, mm. and not going to go and, and, and hand the keys in some ways over to somebody like Ralph Ragnick, and, and we're agreed that. Hang got a minute, I, he's kind of done this before, the, the RB clubs mm. and at Hoffenheim, taking these clubs from, from nothing to, to really pretty good uh, football clubs. So my- that's, that's, I'm, I'm not surprised, and you still are, that he's, that he's not in a, in a full-time position. That's our difference.
2: Yeah, my, my, my final word on this, and again, listen, I, I, I value your opinion and, and, and your, your points, is this, they aren't mutually ex- uh, exclusive. You don't have to have one or the other, you can have John Murta, You can have Dan Fletcher. You can have all these guys. We can still have Ralph Ragnick as, as somebody who they can no, lean on, as well, on, mm-hmm. as, well right. as being part part of that set. <laughs> somebody who's the somebody who knows who, who's got an agent somewhere. Somebody who knows there's a contract clause in somewhere. Someone who does all that stuff. Rob, that man, the, the 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 nuance in the intel that the big clubs have. That Liverpool get Louis Diaz, and that, that you know Man City buying the players they want, and and that uh, Chelsea do great business. And Manchester United miss out. I just feel get football people in well, the building to give you a chance.
1: Yeah, well, well, we, we, you know, <laughs> Richard Arnold is a new C- the CEO, yeah, Robbie. Yeah. Richard Arnold, uh, Edward Wood before, and uh, this is decisions mm-hmm. that that's the, the decisions at this football club at director level. Mm-hmm. That's why people are protesting outside. That's why you're seeing the product on the field yeah. of play right now, yeah. and that's why you're seeing you know the team underperforming. So. You, you know, you make a valid point. Why not have him as well there as part of a of a transfer kind of committee together to try and help the club? But but it looks like he's not going to be... Anyway, so... Um,
2: Any thoughts? Yeah, yes, so, so that's, that's
1: t- kind of the, the, the main thing.
2: Two thoughts on, on Cristiano Ronaldo, my friend. 17 Premier League goals. I know we work with a, a good friend of ours who, who was giving us an over and under, I think it was 16. Uh, and I think we said he'll it, get more than that. <laughs> so I think we're in the money on 17. Um, but another day mate yeah. another goal I feel every time he smashes the ball in the back of the net another reason why you have to try and include him in what the part of the future should look like um, it would be interesting it's going to be interesting to see how Ten Hag does that is he, is he part of things knowing that he's going to be in and out of the team which maybe he won't like is he part of something that the manager starts to, to work with him and, and, and find a way to to um, build a team that, that can accommodate somebody like Ronaldo um, still the reliance on him, mate, is, is, is so high at this football club. He, he's yeah. just a difference maker to him.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and not even the goal. The goal, I mean, yes. nothing surprised you with yeah. him at the moment in terms of scoring goals. Nothing surprised you his touch and his, his, he sort of stabbed his volley so it wasn't going to go over the bar. He's just a, a, a quality um, finisher like that. But ev- but everything else, I think mm. you picked out some. I mean, he ran around. Yeah. He pressed more than anybody else. Yeah. I thought Man United in the first half, Rob. I thought it was a sad. I mean, I think I said this last time. I I was. It, it was it was it was sad watching Manchester United <laughs> walk around at, at Old Trafford and Chelsea. I mean, they they were so comfortable. They created so many chances. It was like wow, how are they not like a couple of goals up? I thought the first half. Was was I I, I think I'd have to say it rock bottom, rock bottom for me. First half against Chelsea in this game, where certain players and I'll mention a couple that that we've, I'm sure we've talked about before were, were literally walking without possession. Bruno Fernandez, who, who, who odd moments will have a little yeah. run up and and, and a similar like and Marcus Rashford now rashford is a incredible human being a super talented footballer but he is not of the of the mental toughness to be in this situation to not help his fullback to not run and to work hard and to close down like ronaldo ronaldo is such a such a complete footballer ronaldo's in that game rob that Wow, this is this. This yeah. is and he and he clo- he tried to make things happen and run and close down when nobody else did. I I just thought it was like wow, this is this is a sad reflection of the football club right now. Second half, a little bit better. They had a little bit more football, um, but I, I just think the players and there's a ton injured right now. They can't wait for the season to finish, oh. and the new guy come in it's just I mean yeah I I, I enjoyed Graham Lasso's reaction afterwards actually Rob a really thoughtful uh, interview about why he didn't think Ronaldo's yeah. going to be right for yeah. the club going forward yeah, yeah. and I get that and everybody's mm. got and it's a, he made a really good argument there I happen to disagree I, I think Ronaldo should be part of the, of the next yeah. season he won't of course be long term part of it but as a transition happens you know with, with how he's played and how he's scored and I, I I still think you have to have him involved, but other than him, Rob, I, I you know what, I, I, I almost, I'm, I must lose an interest in watching United because I don't see any players out there that have a great interest in playing, yeah. and and it's, uh, God, so much that, to, to 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 be frustrated about that the, the suffering Man United fans watching that first half must have been like, wow, we're so far away.
2: It was so quiet, mate. You, you know, we were listening to the sound, and we're getting yeah. a. a, a Word From Arlo and, and Graham, as you say, were out there, and it, it was just a really quiet night, almost like a, a, an awakening to where this football club are at the moment and how far they've got to go. But, um, yeah. listen, it, it, they'll keep going on, they got a point till the end, to, mm. you know, till the end of the season, and then we'll, we'll see when Ten Hag comes in, what changes, who stays, who, who's part of plans going forward, and who's going to be leaving the football club. Some big decisions to make there for United <laughs> over coming weeks, and this summer's a big, big summer for the team. So, mate, we'll wrap things up with a couple of Europa League results. West Ham one, Frankfurt two. Disappointed for the Hammers in the end. They yeah. went one 0 down after a couple of minutes. Um, had a quick eye on this game, then got back into the game. Mekal Antonio, then conceded in the second half. So difficult second leg for them to face next week in Frankfurt. And in the Europa Conference League, it was um, Brendan Rodgers versus Jose Mourinho. Um, Rodgers is sorted as a youth team coach at Chelsea back in the day under Mourinho. Uh, Leicester won, Roma won. Roma went 1-0 up. Leicester come back in, into that game, so they'll go um, have to go to Roma and, and get the job done there against Jose's team. But um, not great days in the Europa competitions for the uh, Premier League clubs. Mm. OK, mate, listen, we, we're going to wrap this up on our midweek pod- podcast, where Manchester United, the game relied on Ronaldo. To earn a point against Chelsea, both Manchester City and Liverpool still have a bit of work to do if we're going to get an English Champions League final in Paris in May. We'll be back on Monday on sorry Sunday May the 1st as we'll be back on match week 35. It's the case with we'll Willie the top two drop points and it's a day when Frank Everton goes up against his old team Chelsea as they try and kick the toffees in the Premier League. But for now, I'm ill. He's must eat together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe, stay healthy. It's a good night from me.
1: And it's good night from him.
2: Good night. Good night.